0: Everyone, this is Kimberly and this is Katie, and you're listening to a date with Dateline. I have a few announcements. Ding, 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 bong, bong, more morning announcements. You didn't like that. Proceed. (laughs) One, we are on the podcast about Dawson's Creek, Down the Creek, came out on Wednesday with Alvin. He's hilarious. People are loving it. I actually might have been wrong about something. We took a poll on Twitter. You were. I I was
1: wrong. I know.
0: Fully wrong.
1: I know all about the poll.
0: Okay, well, I was wrong. So listen to see what I was wrong about, but also follow him on Instagram and Twitter because he posted the video clip that I was wrong about. I still think I'm right, but everyone else thinks I'm wrong. So I'm going to say it's fine. I'm wrong. Tomato slices. It's fine. But Alvin's absolutely hilarious. Melissa's really been on the show. Is. Laura from the Fall Line's been on the show. He's, He's so a funny. really
1: good podcaster. Just yeah. gonna so say that. Yeah.
0: Highly, highly recommend. Secondly, since we're jumping right into Dateline, which we are now, I'm gonna make us jump right in. So what happens at the very beginning of every Dateline that we've talked about? Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Someone asked Cheech Majee. Josh, what's with that weird woman voice sound effect that's in the opening theme of some Dateline episodes? I responded, even though I was not asked. We oh, call no. that the moan. Josh Mankowitz said, I didn't even know about that until Date- Dateline pointed it out. Now oh, I can't stop hearing it. You're welcome. First of all, you're welcome. And then he said, I will make inquiries. What does that mean? He's going to find out. Then he said... Okay, I just checked. The sigh, no. Wait, first of all, it's not a sigh, Josh. It's a moan. You're being lied to by the higher ups at Dateline.
1: It's not a sigh. It, it's, it's definitely a musical moan. It's, yeah. it's it has a tune. It's four mm-hmm. different notes, and a moan is uh, which is not musical. No, you could
0: sensually
1: moan. But not in a musical way. This is someone doing it with like C D B E. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they're in front of they're they're with headphones on in a booth going oh like that. You do it really well, actually. That's a moan, but it's do it a little more sensually.
0: Oh, there we yeah. go. It's breathier.
1: It's breathier. Yeah, it's a Britney moan.
0: Yeah, so he said the sigh is there to convey a mood that is spooky slash ethereal slash mysterious. I'm into it. And it's in the open of every episode after a certain date. Doesn't matter who, because people are debating if it was on for some hosts and not on for others.
1: It it conveys the mood they want. So well done, That's Dateline. It. OK, it totally does.
0: And thank you, Josh, for finding out for it.
1: That's very sweet. I hope you weren't put off, Josh, that you thought people were making fun, because absolutely not. Never. No. So
0: It all builds excitement on the show.
1: It's more curious than Curiosity. anything else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let's get into A Wanted Man. It is season 29, episode 46. It aired on May 14th of 2021.
1: Hosted by Rob Stafford, who are you? So just anybody can get in now? Are we just... Did we miss an email? Is Connie Chung next week? I mean, is it open? Can we audition? What's the audition process for... I
0: feel like you have to be a reporter and you have to be well-known in people who know about reporters' circles, like last week and this week. I feel like they're known.
1: Then this is a call-out, everybody. We need your help to get bigger so that but we're not reporters. one or both of us, I can be a reporter. I'm ready to play that role. I'm You've ready to dig in. Have been trained at all? I'm curious. I have that's, a natural curiosity, and I'm good at asking questions and sounding like I know what I'm talking about. That's not about. enough.
0: But I do think Don't Mario lie. Lopez might be next because... They're just pulling in reporters. Okay.
1: I don't know this guy, but he's obviously been on this case a really long time. He's so. been
0: with, I think, NBC affiliates for a long time, too, because we see an older, before he became a silver fox, he was just a normal gentleman. Now he's a silver fox.
1: So. Okay. Well, Rob, this is your shot. And you did, we'll we'll tell you at the end. You have to listen <laughs> to this episode. But it's not a thumbs down from one of us. Me. I-
0: I said on Instagram that he looks like a guy in the commercial who would be on a yacht. And I stand by
1: that. He's a little yacht rocky, but that's okay because we don't have anyone that suits that demographic in our Dateline host. So if he's going to play yacht rock, that's fine. Yeah. Do I want him back every week? I'm fine with that, but we need to be informed. I don't like being surprised by Rob. We really should have been told. They're
0: not telling us anything.
1: Did they tell us whether this is an update episode though?
0: It is an update episode. Okay. And we see some older footage from the show from when he dateline and Rob first talked to Michelle. Did you know? 2005. I did not know it. No.
1: Okay. There we go.
0: Only a couple people on Twitter seem to know it. I think it's a quite old episode. Okay. So we start off with a bunch of pissed off ladies. So I'm here for it. Yeah. Mad about a man.
1: I love a con man episode. I saw Wanted Man or whatever, and I was like, yeah, let's go. Did he art heist too?
0: We just had the phony Rockefeller last week, which I picked quite at random. Not random. I thought it was a good episode, but not because I knew there was going to be another con man right after it.
1: No, we didn't know. That worked Again, out we're not told anything.
0: No. A tale as tall as a mountain. Oh, and we do get mountains later. I see, Rob. I see what you're doing. As cold as a jail cell. Okay. And then we see a man stretching, which just came out of nowhere. We're seeing beautiful landscapes across the country, across the world, across Europe, Italy. A man stretching.
1: Hey, good on you. Camera crew got to go to some fun places, and I hope they made the most of it. I don't think they
0: go just to shoot that B-roll. Some of it they must
1: have. There's one place specifically they went. Yeah, there's one place Mm
0: -hmm. that Rob got to go, I think. Yeah. Michelle and Mark Weinberger think he's one of my people let's be honest
1: i'm really sorry i have a lot of outside information on this case which we can talk about at the end Uh, there's a very large vanity fair article that breaks down because i needed to know who he was the one thing that is left out of this entire episode is his childhood and i needed to first know if he was chosen and second i needed to know like what happened in his family to make him the way that he is And so I got some good information from the Vanity Fair article, which is super in-depth.
0: I would guess, yes, he's chosen. And to that I say, sometimes God does
1: make mistakes. His grandmother created this, like, kosher frozen meal that, like, made millions of dollars. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I was upset. Just don't make the Jews look bad.
1: He's not.
0: He's one. It's, we just, we need a better press right now. And this didn't help. So they are going on vacation, Michelle and Mark, 2004. They're going on their yacht in Greece because that's what people do. If you have money? Yes. She looks like an actual Barbie. Now, you might judge her and think she's not intelligent based on how she looks, which is what I want to do. But I misjudged Tara Newell from Dirty John, and I shan't make that mistake again. So
1: you shan't. I I did not feel badly about
0: Tara, who is delightful, by the way, on. She always likes us and things and says hi to us and comments. She remembers our conversation at CrimeCon. Anyways, Mark is a successful doctor with his own clinic. He is attractive because he's rich.
1: No, no,
0: he's not even attractive. He's not even attractive, even though he's rich.
1: There's not one good picture of him. There's not one good video of him. Yes, it is grainy video. And also he is usually standing next to this woman that is just that next level of put together and pretty. Right. And so it makes him not which, according to what I read, would make him very angry if he heard what I'm saying right now. Oh, that is not what he is trying to do. Works out three times a day. Oh, boy.
0: So Captain Lupo Punice, Lupo Punice.
1: Love him. I love every foreign man in this episode. Yeah,
0: he's hired to captain their boat. Mark told him he was buying Michelle a small sailboat for her birthday and other things. Because again, so we're airing this episode on Wednesday. On Friday, our double date, a woman gets bought a frozen yogurt shop for her birthday. So they have dinner in Mykonos, Michelle and Mark. Immediately, I'm thinking of that Lindsay Lohan show. Yes. Is it coming back? I need to see her dancing again in the jumpsuit.
1: It should. It can't come back. It can't. No, Kimberly can't come back. It needs to stay where it is.
0: It was so dumb. It wasn't even good drama. It Let's was have just... a
1: moment of silence for Lolo.
0: No, not for her. She's doing fine.
1: Is it, it was Lilo the show. or Lolo? Lilo. And Stitch? Sorry, is that her nickname? Lindsay Lohan? Lilo? I don't know. It should be. If it's not, then we've all failed as collectively. as So
0: a Michelle and Mark go to bed and they do a thing every night where they clink their wedding rings together. No. And he says, I'll never say goodbye.
1: No. Don't which is that. very
0: ominous. And then she woke up the next morning on the yacht and Mark is gone. And she's like, well, he did say he was never going to say goodbye. So that I'll checks out. I'll just be out. gone. Yeah. yeah. That checks out. The captain thought he went to go buy diamonds for her birthday, but he thinks it's a secret gift. So he's being kind of coy and she thinks he's hiding something.
1: The captain thinks he f- flew to France to buy diamonds for her birthday.
0: Well, sometimes they don't have the best diamonds in Greece and you got to go to France. Katie. You got
1: to take your private jet to Paris, of course. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me.
0: So she's freaking out. She thinks he's been murdered or kidnapped. She's like waiting for a ransom note. She goes to the police. She tells them the captain knows more than he says. I was very upset. Don't blame our Captain Lupo. I liked him.
1: He does know more, though. He does know more, though. It's, in this case, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. So
0: apparently Mark had given the captain a number to a secret cell phone because okay, apparently boom. when rich people plan birthday surprises, it involves burner phones.
1: It's just never good. It never ends well. Secret cell phone means bad. So Lupo tries to call the number a bunch of times, but he can't go
0: through. Michelle calls Mark's assistant at his sinus clinic that he runs in Chicago. And then we meet Suzette, who is my favorite person, even though she's barely in the episode. She's the assistant. I like to think she runs things at the clinic. She talked to him earlier and said he seemed fine. And she is a good assistant because she's wearing a turtleneck and a headband. I immediately trust her. Absolutely, I put her in charge of my business.
1: It's the Scooby Doo effect. Yeah, they're all wearing turtlenecks and that. The girls. Yeah, Mark liked to flash cash,
0: and they they use that expression several times. He loved to flash the cash. He proposed in Rome with a ring from Bulgari.
1: Yeah, is that, do you know what that is?
0: I think it's expensive. It's not-
1: Fancy jewelry brand. It's like Cartier. Very fancy.
0: In 2001, Michelle and Mark got married. She put the cake on his nose when they cut the cake thing. I always just find it interesting what couples do that and what don't find it to be an interesting sociological study. Really? So, yeah, I really do. I pay very close attention.
1: Do they make it or do they not make it? I haven't.
0: Say. I need a long term study for that. I'm only in my, you know, the first five years of my study. So
1: okay. I have a spreadsheet. Divorcees S- out there.
0: Did you did you
1: do it at your wedding? Let's see what
0: we need your responses. And I'm going to get I need a cross section of at least 100 people.
1: That is that is asking a lot. You might have to post this on Patreon. I will. OK, there we go. So
0: I'll go full on social media. I'll open it up to everyone. Oh, there we go. Because the last poll I lost, the Dawson's Creek poll. So
1: I'm sorry about that. It's not your fault. you were just wrong.
0: I think I'm just wrong. I think I really wanted to hope more in this douchebag guy on Dustin's
1: Creek. Which made no sense to anyone and still doesn't. But that's no, fine. No, it
0: doesn't. So they, Michelle, back to Michelle and Mark, they got married. Then they got married two more times.
1: My God.
0: They had three weddings. One was in Italy where they traipsed around the town in this wedding Party like up and down the streets of Italy, and she's wearing a fancy dress.
1: I'm trying to do background music for you. Keep talking. I'm playing Italian (laughs) music.
0: (laughs) They would go on fancy vacations. They went. They had chauffeured private limos. They had a private jet. They would fly last minute on trips. There would be sushi chefs, maids, masseuses. Who knew there was so much money in sinuses? I'll tell you who: the Jews. We have sinus problems. As Jerry Seinfeld says, it's from wandering the desert for 40 years with that dry heat, all that sand.
1: Didn't you have a
0: sinus? I have terrible sinuses. We all have terrible allergies and terrible sinuses. I have an ENT story to tell. So Michelle was worried that someone saw him flashing the cash and took him.
1: That seems valid. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: At the end of the day, she goes to her cabin on the boat. The captain knocks on the door and says, Mark isn't coming back. He's never coming back. This is what she says. He said, I don't feel like Lupo said it like that. I feel like this is a lost in translation. He's never coming back.
1: I think his English is limited. Yeah. And it did seem a little much. (laughs) He's not coming back. Bella.
0: He's not coming back.
1: Here's your bill. (laughs) And like gives her this bill for, you know, thirty thousand dollars or whatever for the boat. Yeah, it it seemed harsh, but I don't think he meant it. He seems like a nice man. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: The cap but then we hear that the captain says he spoke to a taxi driver who said he saw he drove Mark to the airport and saw him get on a private jet. So maybe Mark is the never coming back.
1: But wasn't he going to Paris to buy diamonds?
0: Yeah, but that was earlier in the day. I don't, I was
1: confused about that. Something else has happened here.
0: The captain gives Michelle the secret cell phone number. She tries to call it. He doesn't answer. But finally, it goes through and he answers and he sounded very joyful. Hello? Hello? What's up? And she said, Mark? And he hung up. So the question is, who did he think was calling? The captain, right?
1: No, I'm sure other people had that cell phone number.
0: But does he have the caller ID? And did he have Lupo's number entered in it? Does Lupo really know more than he's telling us?
1: My sweet Lupo. He's also kind of screwing Lupo. So why would he pick up for Lupo? That's true. Was he in his head like, I still kind of need to pretend like everything's okay. Okay, maybe he got mixed up in his timeline in his head.
0: Right, didn't realize how late it was in Greece. And that he could plausibly still be on a shopping trip.
1: Because this by this point he's in, I don't know Vienna. I don't know where he is.
0: Yeah, so maybe he thought it was AT and T calling with a special offer because they call me eight times a day.
1: You don't pick up for those though. What do you? No, I
0: don't. But they leave a message, even though I have them blocked. They're still able to leave a voicemail somehow
1: because they're coming from normal numbers. It's real sneaky. The call is coming from inside the phone. I know it's not right.
0: So the host Rob Stafford says. She'd just gotten her husband's birthday surprise. And the surprise was he had left her in spectacular fashion. And I thought you're being very sassy and I'm here for it. I'm okay with you being a
1: sassy host.
0: Usually I like Mank to be our sassy host, but
1: they all have their own brand of sass. We just don't. Rob, you seem very nice. We don't know. And I
0: was fine with that. I liked that. So he had taken all the money that was on the boat, except for 2,000 euros and Michelle's passport. So with that, she flies back to Chicago. She tries to track him down. She's like a hot Jessica Fletcher on the case. Actually, I should say another hot Jessica Fletcher because Angela Lansbury, super hot.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you, you should. see
0: that workout video where she's stretching and putting on lotion in slow-mo?
1: She takes a bath, doesn't she?
0: She takes a bath. Yes, she
1: does. She's great. Angela Lansbury is just the best.
0: So Michelle goes to her office. She takes the papers from the shredder.
1: Oh, so good.
0: Tapes them together. I love that. Yes. She finds an address for a hotel in Paris. She takes a plane there in her sweatpants, which I did not like. I thought, if you're trying to track down your husband, don't you want to walk up and be like, you left all of this? Not like. You left all of this looking like a crazy person, all disheveled
1: in your sweatpants. I, okay. First of all, I don't think that Michelle's been disheveled a day in her life. Her <laughs> sweatpants are nicer than your and my real pants, unless they're beta brands. That's a good point. So I think you're misjudging this situation. I think also she was being facetious. I think it was like I went in the clothes I was wearing because I just had to get there. It was the gist. We get your gist. I'm sure you packed a few things.
0: I think rich people fly to Paris in sweatpants because they're like, I don't care. It's just Paris. I do this all the time. Very like like the Kardashians. But again, they're nicer sweatpants can, than
1: I. Yeah, can I ask you like just a how much do you think sweatpants cost?
0: Eleven ninety nine. From Target. Her,
1: hers cost. Minimum times 10.
0: So she shows the women at the hotel his picture and they say, oh, he was at the bar last night, but he's gone. I'm going to spare you from a French accent. His colleagues at the clinic say, well, he has been acting a little weird. He brought two suitcases to the office and then he shipped one to Cannes and one to Athens, which is very Makes no sense, especially if they're Away suitcases, because I feel like you do not want them separated from your person at any time because they're your most prized possessions. Those
1: are the truest words ever spoken. Away is a modern lifestyle brand that creates thoughtful products for every traveler and every kind of trip. They started with the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless. And now when travel looks more different than ever, you can count on Away's range of suitcases, bags, and accessories whenever you take that next trip. I miss so many places, especially since I have moved across the country from my very best friends. But it is infinitely easier for me now to make a quick trip back to the West Coast. Now that I can easily fit everything I need for a few nights in an Away sturdy and stylish suitcase. I don't have to worry about being TSA checked for the wrong size. I know it's gonna be the perfect fit. I know it's gonna make it there and it's sturdy enough to handle the trip. I hate checking bags, so Away has really made my dreams to get Away come true. So whether it's just a trip to the corner store or a weekend across the country, we're all navigating the current reality of travel. But no matter what your destination or style is, Away's suitcases, bags, and accessories all come in a variety of colors, sizes, and materials to suit your needs and inspire your future travels. For example, I have the White Carry-On Plus. That's right. I have a white suitcase. But here's the ticket. I have it in the aerospace-grade, yeah, aerospace-grade German polycarbonate hard oh, shell. Oh, the moon? It's just super, it's like this really cool hard shell that doesn't dent and is really easy to clean. I can keep it clean at home with just household cleaner wipes. It looks brand new still, and I am not easy on my travel accessories. Why no, you are not. But the best thing is all of Away suitcases are designed to last a lifetime. They have really durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. And I consider myself to be a rough baggage handler. So you are you rough go.
0: around the edges.
1: I am. But my suitcase isn't. So every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more, which I didn't think was real. It's super real. Genius. No, it helps so much. There's also a hidden and removable laundry bag that you can separate your dirty clothes in. Something you don't know you need until you have it. And then you're like, well, I don't know how I didn't have this before. Because normally I would have to scramble to find a plastic bag somewhere to keep dirty clothes in. Those days are over. Now I'm cool and chic looking in my 360 degree spinner wheel away suitcase. Stop bragging about your wheels, Katie. Sorry. It's so cool. It's the smoothest roll. Oh, it's great. Just through the little busy airport. Here I go. Zip, zip, zip. Don't mind me in my TSA approved suitcase. (laughs) Away's products are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. And best of all, there's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. Take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, eat out of it, get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. And Away offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous United States, UK, Europe, and Canada. Oh. So start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup, including their best-selling suitcases. Be sure to check on the Carry On Plus Pro, which is what I have. I highly recommend it at awaytravel.com slash datedateline. That's awaytravel.com slash dateline. Check them out today. You will not be sorry. It's the kind of suitcase I can see carrying for the next couple of decades. It's that good for a lifetime of getting away. Thank you so much, Away. Check them out, guys. Awaytravel.com.
0: Thank you, Away. I'm definitely buying in Away for my next suitcase. Mark is apparently buying clothes from fashion houses in France. Well, poor Michelle is like, I can't pay the water bill. He left me
1: destitute. Thousands and thousands of dollars at Versace. Jeez. That's what the article says.
0: He also left behind his patients and his staff at the clinic of more than a dozen people. Suzette is not happy. And when Suzette isn't happy, none of us are happy. Suzette is no nonsense and runs a tight ship. But also, if your boyfriend breaks up with you, Suzette lets you have a long lunch because she's human after all.
1: I think she lets you go home. She might let you go home. She might let you go home.
0: I've created an entire personality for Suzette, by the way.
1: That's so sweet because I she made very little Mark on me. So I'm glad. Yeah,
0: that's OK. She thought he was a great doctor. She had totally respected Mark. So she's utterly confused. We find out that he started his sinus clinic in Maryville, Indiana, because it was near Chicago and there are steel mills there. And so people get sinus problems and they have health insurance from the mills. So I can't tell if that's either super smart Or super opportunistic. Like
1: not cool. Yeah, I know. Depends on the personality. Because if it's somebody who really wants to help people, that's a great place for someone with this specialty to go because people need your help there. If it's someone who's money hungry, Mm -hmm. maybe not so hot.
0: He built a new high-tech facility and called himself the Nose Doctor, which is not a creative title. And I'm reminded of another Dateline where a guy called himself Dr. Boob or something like
1: that. Dr. Remember Boo. that? Yes. Yeah. You made that up.
0: No, I don't think I did.
1: I remember the feet doctor. We
0: talked about what his license plate holder would be. It's like that. Dr. Boo. Wait, I don't think that was Dr. Cleavage. I, Dr. I don't remember.
1: I have no memory of this. I blotted it out.
0: So the front of his sinus clinic has a person's face carved into it. Like it's the Mount Rushmore of sinuses. And... The person's nostrils are flared in stone because they can breathe because their sinuses are clear. And we see him cutting the ribbon at the clinic with giant scissors.
1: Is that what those were?
0: Yeah. And then at this point, I thought, I'm really surprised that the clinic isn't named after him. And then I went back and it's named after
1: him. Absolutely is. Yeah.
0: It's totally named after him. We meet a woman named Valerie who saw one of his billboards that said, do you have a headache? I can help. Doctors had been stumped by her eight-year-old's daughter Kayla's headaches and nausea. Mark saw her and in minutes he said, you need surgery on your sinuses. I'm getting the insurance approved right now. More on Kayla's case later. I was a little starting to get concerned because I did see an ear, nose and throat person a couple of years ago and they wanted to do sinus surgery on me. And now I'm starting to think they just wanted a hot tub at their house.
1: No, oh, but you're not an eight year old girl. I mean, I would be triple suspicious.
0: I can't breathe ever. I do have symptoms. Can't breathe through both my nostrils at the same time ever. I'm glad I didn't do it. So Suzette, is shocked that he left the patients, but also seems shocked that he left Michelle because she said he spoke very highly about Michelle. Everything Michelle did was so amazing and perfect. She's kind of rolling her eyes. I think it's because she doesn't have time for romance. She has to file these invoices. She keeps a tight ship and I want her to run my
1: life. I wish that she had somehow found a way to ask Michelle about the suitcases and the stuff that was coming into the office. Like, hey, did you order these suitcases? Like, just let it slip to her that something was up because Michelle was blindsided. You know,
0: her loyalty lied with the doctor
1: or she just didn't know a lot about them and so didn't probably thought Michelle knew. It was my guess.
0: We find out later that he did have some other quirky, weird things going on at the office. So I think they they looked the other way on a lot I of things. I think
1: there had to be a little bit of covering. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I know she's your best friend. but She's I'm, my best friend. She did but... maybe not do the right thing in this case.
0: Yeah. I have questions for her. I'm not I'm blinded by my love for her that I can't question.
1: You're I'm, not? I'm
0: going to question.
1: Good. I appreciate Suzette,
0: that. I have questions. So... Now we learn about Phyllis Barnes. Her sister and daughter appear on Dateline. Now, Phyllis was apparently an amazing person, but she suffered from an illness for a long time. She was sick. She was hoarse. She had trouble breathing and talking. She was a longtime smoker. She saw a bunch of doctors who didn't know what to do. Someone recommended Mark. He looks at her. He says, you need surgery on your sinuses. So she gets the surgery, about half an hour after surgery, someone comes out and tells the sister, you can take Phyllis home now. And the sister is like, it's, it's been like half an hour, can I talk to the doctor? And they said, oh, the doctor doesn't speak to patients after surgery or their families. So that's super weird. And Suzette, is that normal practice? Have you worked at other clinics? Because you always see a doctor after surgery. They always check on you. Or they should answer your questions or your family's questions. I don't know. Suzette was doing the books. I'm not blaming
1: Suzette. No, no. It's just it's such a red flag, but it's a red flag after the surgery's already been done.
0: Right. Exactly. Before the surgery, everything seems great. He seems super
1: professional. Right. And then after the surgery, you're like, oh, crap. Uh It must be such an awful feeling. That's terrifying. Yeah.
0: A week or two after the surgery, Phyllis wasn't getting any better. She called the doctor and he laughed and said it takes time. So she goes to see another doctor. And this doctor immediately sees that she has two masses. She has throat cancer stage four.
1: Visible masses, visible lumps in her throat. You can see He it.
0: said the cancer would have been obvious to a first-year medical student. There we go. So she is rushed to the hospital, given a tracheotomy. This doctor takes out the cancer, and he also takes out her voice box, but he saves her life. So Phyllis's family decides to sue Dr. Weinberger. Now, he is the worst. But what about all these other doctors that she saw before him that also didn't know what was up?
1: Yeah, it seems from what I read, there were a couple. There were like two. Somebody thought it was like a bronchial thing and somebody else. But I I just am like, I'm not even a medical student. And if someone came in to me and said that they were struggling to breathe, I heard their voice and found out that they were a lifetime smoker the first thing that I would look at was the throat. It would not be the sinuses. Did and they so not it's even just, look
0: with one of those uh, popsicle holders down her throat? They I said mean, that
1: he didn't examine her. He didn't actually examine her.
0: Or he just looked up her nose.
1: Right. Because this is the surgery that he does. So but instead of send her away, he's going to give her the surgery that he does. He wants to bill for it. It's just yeah, it's pretty rotten.
0: So Phyllis's family decides to go to someone who also has his name on a billboard, Ken Allen. Oh, Of boy. Ken Allen's accident and injury law, who is wearing a fedora on his billboard.
1: And in his interview.
0: And then he appears on Dateline, and he wears a fedora also on Dateline. And then we see him in his B-roll, and he's also wearing a fedora in his B-roll.
1: So that's his thing. I think just personal style, again, male accessories.
0: So Ken gathers evidence and he finds out there are other patients with horror stories. So then we go back to Kayla. Valerie's the mom. Kayla's the daughter. Adorable. Adorable. She's eight years old. She got signed a surgery, but she didn't get better from the surgery. So Valerie keeps bringing her back to the doctor. And the last time Mark yelled at her, and said that she obviously didn't follow the post-surgery instructions. And he kind of insinuated she wasn't supposed to come back anymore. That he she was just bugging him. He blamed her. And she's like, no, I did the instructions. It was a saline rinse. It was. Yeah. That's it. So now I'm not going to call him Mark. I'm not going to call him Dr. Weinberger. I'm going to call him Dr. McSnotty. Which is a play on Dr. McSteamy. Also, he has a snotty attitude. Yeah. And thirdly, he's a sinus doctor. So it's very clever
1: because there's snot. We know it's clever. It's clever, period. I got all three of those things without you explaining them.
0: (laughs) So it's obvious and clever. So (laughs) Valerie got so mad. We love Valerie. Valerie said she got so mad. She went all mama bear on him. Mama bear. And I was so jealous that I wasn't in that room because I want to see it.
1: I love a mama bear. I just, I do. I love a mama bear.
0: So unfortunately, Kayla gets worse. They take her to the hospital and they find out that she has a brain tumor.
1: My God.
0: That's what was causing the headaches and the nausea, which, duh, because sinuses don't cause you to throw up violently.
1: migraines do cluster headaches do i was like this is obviously someone she's young to have those things so there's something happening in her brain not her sinus cavity
0: yeah so it thankfully it's not cancer but it's growing they have to go in and remove it however because of the surgery mark did And I don't know if it was because he did a bad job at the surgery or just because she had just had the surgery. There's a bunch of scar tissue built up in her sinus cavity so they can only get 10% of the tumor. So 90% of the tumor still in there because of Dr. Mark's sinus surgery. I didn't know why they had to go up through the sinus cavity,
1: why they couldn't. I'm sure it's the placement of the tumor. It must be the placement of the tumor. So if the tumor is far forward in your brain, they're not going to cut the back of your head open and go in that way. But that's awful. It's horrible. Because it was a sinus surgery she didn't need and he needed to turn her away. He needed to say, no, you're too young. It's not this. I'm going to recommend you go and see a specialist in this area. That's what a good doctor would have done. Not giving you the surgery anyway, again, so he can bill it. It's Mm -hmm. just it's messed up.
0: It's literally doing the opposite of do no harm. He's like actively doing harm for money.
1: For right. the and purpose just, of money. And taking up her time. That child should have been in with a neurologist immediately. Wasted her time.
0: Valerie hires Ken Allen with the fedora to sue Mark. <laughs> Ken has basically turned his entire practice into taking down Dr. McSnotty. And I am here for it. I, I'm i okay with the whole thing. And
1: his teeth are so white.
0: I couldn't tell if they were so white or his skin is so tan. But I think it's a combo. The teeth are so white, they're almost blue tinted.
1: They're so white. Are they real? Are they his teeth or did he buy those teeth?
0: I think they're hit. Oh, that's a good question.
1: I don't know because they're so white that I was like, I, I haven't seen that color in nature, but it's striking. I mean, it looks nice. Yeah, I mean, you... Ha- his fedora is kind of stylish with his white teeth. He kinda I looks don't like mind Columbo. it. I don't
0: mind it. I was all prepared to hate him because of the fedora. And now I'm thinking... Ken might actually be my hero and might have surpassed Suzette in this episode, I have to say. So,
1: Ken? Ken comes off looking like a dream. I tried to find some information about Ken. I, I I could not. I found lots of, like, ads for his company, but I wanted to see if, like, maybe he actually did take a lot of money.
0: In the ads, does he always have the fedora on?
1: Everything that I've seen, he's in a fedora.
0: So we have no idea what's going on underneath that.
1: No. And I'm thinking the fedora started at 17 and will continue and he will be buried in fedora and he has multiples.
0: Does not it get hot and sweaty under there? Does he wear it in court? And has a, a judge ever said, sir, you are in a courtroom. You are in my court of law. Take off the fedora. Show some respect. Unsure. I need law to call me.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Are you allowed to wear a hat or do you have to take it off? Like if you're going to a Southern grandma's
1: house, it seems like poor form. Yeah, it does. But I don't know. Maybe he just flashes his pearly whites and he's good. But we don't know because under that fedora could just be hiding a head of beautiful hair. Maybe he uses pros.
0: I thought maybe he was embarrassed because he doesn't use pros and he needs some. And that's why he's
1: hiding his hair in shame. Kimberly, maybe he doesn't know about it. And if our listeners don't know about it, let me tell you, Prose is the world's most personalized hair care. Spoiler alert, it is the real deal. With Prose, my hair is shinier, smoother, and feels stronger than it has in many a moon. Remember, I have, for those who have not seen me or for those who have, so either remember or new information, I have heavily overprocessed, bleached hair. I have white hair that's been bleached into oblivion in an attempt to look like a vaguely Scandinavian supermodel.
0: It works.
1: Unfortunately, it hasn't worked so much that well because of my face. But my (laughs) hair is runway ready. Hair is ready to go. I love my Pro's Hair Care System, which consists of a shampoo and conditioner that nourish and actually let my hair feel clean without feeling stripped or weighed down. And my pre shampoo treatment mask, which I use once a week, combined with my Pros hair oil, if I'm feeling like my hair just needs a little extra oomph, put the finishing touch. I'm good to go with Pros. Pros uses ingredients that are ethically harvested from all corners of the world together with trusted local partners. Their formulas give you the specific ingredients your hair actually needs. Sometimes that means more like efficient man-made elements here or a simple natural oil there. The magic is in their uniquely personalized combinations. It's not just one single star player. Like when you go and see that like, oh, this has shea butter. They put all the ingredients together for whatever your hair care needs are. You just have to trust the pros process. They guarantee you're going to love the results. And how you get the results is by taking their in-depth hair quiz. I'd love a quiz. I <laughs> So just so you know, Prose has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz. It's how I got started. The questions are not what you would expect either. Like they ask what one single strand of hair feels like in your fingers. Like, do you barely feel it? You're not sure. Kind of feel it. Just one strand. What does it feel? And then they can tell from just questions like that, really detailed questions about your hair, what kind of products will work best for you. They also have a review and refine feature that lets you tweak your formulas for any reason, like a change of address like I just had. If you change your hair color, which I plan to do, or if you change your diet. If you're not 100% positive Prose is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no question asked. Kimberly, I see you taking one strand between your fingers right now. I know it's hard not to I do, right? I want to right? see what it feels like. I know. That's why they ask you, because it actually, they can tell by what you answer on that question. So Prose is the healthy care regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash date dateline. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash date dateline for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Woo. Strike pros. prose. Prose, prose, pros, 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 prose. Pros, 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 pros. Don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Pros. Get some good hair. Nothing to it. Pros. Thank you, pros. Thank you, prose. Check them out, guys.
0: I'm in prose by you. So back to Ken and his fedora.
1: And it's pearly whites.
0: Okay, so unfortunately, Phyllis, her cancer develops. After they took out her voice box and took out her cancer, it comes back. And this time, she doesn't recover from it. She passes away. And it's just days later that Michelle and Mark go to Mykonos.
1: Mykonos.
0: So this is the timeline. This is what's happening. So he has these lawsuits starting to build, one of the patients passes away, and this is, like, days before they go to Greece.
1: This is my husband, Mykonos. Come to me, Necropolis. Put your lips on my lips. <laughs> Michael Scott does that Oh, and he does this.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
1: remember that. Okay. This is a very bad impression.
0: It's with her, him and Holly Flax doing it, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So... The clinic colleagues realize that he is draining the business accounts in real time from somewhere in Europe, but he's jet setting around and no one can find him. The banks step in and they're investigating. Ken is also investigating with his fedora. They realize basically it was a production line, a surgery mill where he would just reel people in, do surgery. He doesn't even examine them. He just says, you need surgery. Who's this guy that comes in? The turnaround expert? He works for the bank. The bank steps in to try to stop this business from going under because the banks care about businesses not going to make under. fail. Yeah. So he's he would not even do examine people. He would just say, you need sh- surgery. Sometimes he would show them x-rays of other people's polyps and be like, these are your polyps. You need surgery.
1: So there is a specific case that that actually in my research that did happen. There's one guy that also was part of a lawsuit. I just don't think he's part of one of Ken's. Gotcha. But he did. He was shown someone else's polyps.
0: He would sometimes go in and instead of doing surgery, he would just fiddle around in their sinuses and say he did surgery.
1: What is that? And then he had also the -the state-of-the-art equipment, which creeped me
0: out. He spent so much money on all this fancy equipment. He was billing $13 million a year, which is, for one doctor, unheard of. Then there's a secret room in the facility that we find out about. The employees call it the scary room. So immediately I'm thinking Master Bob's Sex Dungeon, or I'm picturing a giant sinus. That is alive, like Audrey 2 in Little Shop of Horrors.
1: Oh, in the Little Shop, yeah.
0: But it's a sinus that he has created, like a mad scientist.
1: I also thought that maybe just medical waste, maybe he was researching on medical waste, like he was doing his experiments in there. Like he has
0: jars of things from blood relatives?
1: Correct, formaldehyde jars. That's what I was thinking. Scary room to me means there's jars. Jars. Yeah. Jars of baby pig fetuses. Anything. Yeah. A nose. A nose.
0: <laughs> Just a nose Many in noses. a jar. Yeah. yeah. But it turns out in the scary room, it was a bunch of survival gear, like tents and camping and froze and like freeze dried meals and books on how to live off the grid. Nothing that scary, really. Like doomsday prepper stuff.
1: Your friend needed to call the wife.
0: Maybe they assume she knows about his hobby and obsession with survival
1: gear. Maybe they're all making too much money to say anything.
0: Maybe he says, don't tell my wife she hates when I buy this stuff. That's why I have to keep it here at the office.
1: Probably. He also seems.
0: And then Suzette is like, I trust you. You're a good doctor. He okay. was also really volatile.
1: So he would flip back and forth between being like, OK, and being really like he didn't. He had to very little patience for anything. That's
0: why Suzette is so tough because she learned not to ride the waves of his emotions. I knew I read her right.
1: I don't know what I'm saying. So I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about the guy (laughs) you thought was a wingman, and I'm wondering, (laughs) wondering about my judgment. Yeah, is it faltering right now?
0: It's always. It's possible.
1: Are you looking for a redemption story from the wingman? I thought I found it in Suzette. You may not have. I just want, I want to manage your expectations appropriately.
0: <laughs> so there were men in black suits that would show up at the office carrying briefcases. Turns out he was buying uncut diamonds, which the reminds me of that movie with Adam Sandler that was so stressful. So the bank recovers one of the suitcases that he sent to Europe. It had survival gear and also four grand hiding in the pages of a survival book so he's just mailing himself stuff all over the world basically so that he can
1: travel all over the world it's he's a but not passports not the stuff that you would think you would need
0: not i was wondering like did he have passports under different names yeah do
1: you have like a dead child that you're becoming like, do, do you know what I'm saying? You need to go back to the year you were born, find like someone in your area that died and become that person. Like
0: you have to. Yes, we learned that from that that passport office. Right. That
1: guy. Who was the what's hero. his name? Yeah. Wilford he Brimley. was
0: better than Suzette. I'm
1: I. You want Suzette to be him. But Suzette did absolutely nothing for anyone. No, she in this did. story. She
0: didn't help at all.
1: No, she did not all. help at all. She gave a mildly OK interview. That's what <laughs> she did.
0: But she had a headband. I've never seen a headband on Dateline.
1: Is that all it took for you? Well, so does Blair Waldorf in Gossip Girl. But she's not making great decisions it either. It blinds in that me.
0: Show. <laughs> I'm blinded by a headband.
1: Good to know. I'm gonna start wearing one. I just I got a new one. I'm gonna you put it on. Can get away
0: with murder if you wear a headband in front of me. Good to know. So, he plans. He planned to escape, and the thirtieth birthday of his wife Michelle, trip to Greece. Perfect reason, and he used her as a pawn for this whole thing. And she had no idea that this was his plan all along when planning this trip and escaping. He left Michelle $30 million in debt, and she had nothing to her name. So she files for divorce and bankruptcy, but she wants the world to know what he's done to her and to the patients. So she speaks to the press and tries to get the ball rolling, tries to get someone somewhere to see him. The state meanwhile revokes his medical license and they open a fraud investigation. Michelle gives the FBI the shredded documents that she had saved from the shredder.
1: Smart Good girl, cookie. Michelle.
0: Mhm. He's charged with 22 counts of healthcare fraud and the FBI issues a warrant for his arrest, but no one can find him. Phyllis's daughter, her name's Sean. She, meanwhile, is broke. She's lost both of her parents. She's about to lose the family home. People give donations to try to help her out and send her to college. It's very rough and sad. Kayla, the one with the brain tumor, she survives by some miracle. She had to have a bunch of surgeries. She had to relearn how to walk. But And the mom has to spend her whole retirement money on all this medical stuff for her. So... The mom, Valerie, mama bear, she dreams one night that she grabbed Mark by the hair and punches him in the face.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Michelle decides to keep speaking out, even though it's been now a few years and nothing's happened. The FBI says, we can't find him. Will you go on America's Most Wanted and try to get people out there looking for him? So she goes on America's Most Wanted. Nothing happens for over a year. Now we jump to Cormac. Cormier.
1: Cormier. 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 I wrote, I spelled it out phonetically.
0: The Italian side of the Alps. Here's
1: how they beautiful. pronounce it on the show. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it in Italian.
0: Cormier. Yeah, last week someone said that even though Dateline said Chichester, that on the local news where she's from, they said Chichester. Chai, they said Chichester.
1: Like chai latte. No one says Chichester? Chichester? It sounds like a ca- Chichester. Chichester. Bring your boat around. I said, We don't know what we
0: say. We just copy Dateline. And Dateline said, Chichester. So we said, Chichester.
1: <laughs> He's a louse.
0: So we're now in uh, the Alps. It's so beautiful. 2006. Oh my God. A man shows up saying his name is Mark Stern. He befriends a woman named Monica Spigonia. And they start to ski every day together they become really good friends they talk about the beastie boys i love monica she has a thick italian accent and she says fight for your right to party party
1: oh so cute
0: beastie boys you know the beastie boys so great Just love her so he is rich she notices he is has very expensive taste he's paying for everything in cash And he would disappear for months and say, oh, I was bicycling around Switzerland. And then he would come back. In 2009, they become romantically involved. But first, before their relationship can become serious, he has a mission he wants to do. He wants to survive in the mountains in a tent by himself for a year. I say, let him do it. I hope he gets frostbite on his wiener.
1: I hope he gets eaten by a bear.
0: I think frostbite on his wieners worse
1: Then eaten by a bear.
0: Frostbite, then bear. Monica helps him in this mission by bringing him supplies in the mountains. She is totally in love with him. But then one day she gets a call from a friend and says, I don't think Mark is who you think he is. Look up this name, Mark Weinberger. So she Googles Mark Weinberger and sees an America's Most Wanted come up and she's shocked. So now she has to decide what to do. Thankfully, she does the right thing. She goes to the police. So then we meet this Italian commander, Giuseppe.
1: Giuseppe. I love the Italian. Com- the Italian commander looks like Poirot. Like you just plop, instead of Poirot being a Belgi, you put him and put him in Italy with a little cap. He's got his like full dress uniform on the whole time it's like a storybook italian police captain right it's amazing
0: we we meet a police captain and a guy whose job it is to go into the mountains and find mark basically an adventurer on snowmobiles and find this man in the below freezing snow so (laughs) he goes he finds mark i say just let him freeze they find him and they say, we're looking for somebody that's not you, totally somebody else. But can you help us find this other person by coming to the station with us and answering a few questions? And Mark doesn't want to go, but they insist. We really need your help looking for this other person that's not you. And so they bring him down to the police station and he's starving because he's been in the mountains.
1: Because no Freezing.
0: Yeah. He might have going to eat one of his limbs, I don't know, like alive.
1: Or the bear that tried to kill him.
0: He tried, yeah. So they feed him a big pasta dinner.
1: Oh my God, I love it. In (laughs) Italy,
0: they're good hosts, even to their fugitives.
1: I can't, it's the whole, it's- well of course if we set him down and we gave him the pasta with the <laughs> olive oil. Like it was the whole like he described the pasta. I was waiting for him to be like, and we had the gnocchi and we brought out the the <laughs> bread and the and we had the this and the that and we opened the port.
0: I know, he's a fugitive, but still he's a starving, and my mama won't let me not give a man the pasta.
1: No, it's like it's unheard of to not give the meal. Yes, he's a fugitive, but he still has to eat. I really wish I was Italian. This is a part of their culture that I find delightful. I found it delightful on Jersey Shore when they do the big dinners. Like that part.
0: Jews have a lot of food too. It's just not as good. Speaking of amazing pasta dishes that you could serve to a fugitive, HelloFresh gives you fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. It cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less, leaving you more time to get to know the fugitive you are secretly about to arrest. Because family time with loved ones is what food is all about. And that includes fugitives. And in case you've spent all your money on uncut diamonds and private jets, you'll save because HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal. And about 1,536% cheaper than a private sushi chef. That last figure is my own. The first two figures were from Zagat's Dining Survey. I recently made HelloFresh's garden-stuffed ravioli, which my Fugitive loved. It's one of their super quick meals that takes 15 minutes, which is unheard of. And it left me so much time to get to know my Fugitive. And we came up with an idea for a buddy cop comedy called Me and My Fugitive. So it really was a great productive night all around and all because of HelloFresh. Listeners should check out HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com forward slash Dateline12 and use code Dateline12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com forward slash Dateline12 and use code Dateline12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, making Italians and their fugitives jealous since 1905. No. They started
1: later than that, but it could be. What about Fugitively Yours? A Fugitive for All Seasons. <laughs> Fu- My Fuge in Me. Hello, Fugitive.
0: Hello, Fugitive. Ring, ring. Hello, Fugitive? No, it's Hello Fresh. Even better. I have a Fugitive over. I need to cook him a big dinner and send him on his way to prison.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you, Hello Fresh. So delicious, so easy. Love HelloFresh. So finally, when he is nice and full from all the pasta, they say, are you Mark Weinberger? And he says, yes, because (laughs) he's too full to lie. I feel like at this point, he's like so much garlic bread. too full It was not a
1: bad idea. It was not a bad move. You
0: take it's like Winnie the Pooh, like you take down his defenses by filling up his belly. Okay, and they arrest him on a full stomach from all the pasta. They are just about to put handcuffs on him. He's not done being a trickster. He says, I need to go to the bathroom. And a guard follows him to the bathroom, but he's too quick. He pulls a knife out and cuts his own throat, a la Miss Pamela Hupp with the pen.
1: I forgot she did that.
0: Remember? I forgot She stabbed about that. herself in the neck with the pen in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, I forgot. No, I forgot. I completely forgot. I had blocked that out.
0: Yeah, she did. So these Italian police are amazing and they save him and they take him to the hospital. He's going to be fine. Monica goes to visit him because she's still in love with him, but she's conflicted. So she goes to see him and she says, I know who you are. And she's expecting him to say, I'm sorry. I lied to you for years. I still love you. He says, do you have any money I can borrow? Because... I need money and I don't have medical insurance in Italy. So, could you spot me some money?
1: Here, okay. I don't understand this at all. You're about to go to prison. Why do you need to pay a medical bill in Italy? You don't, man. What? Because you're in the hospital. You don't have to pay that medical bill. If you're going to prison? I don't think so. You still have to pay. Someone has to pay the hospital. Well, then worry about it when you get out of prison. (laughs) It's so like sneaky and awful. It's very strange that he's concerned with not being able to pay the medical bill.
0: But can we just say, karma, <laughs> thou art a sneaky bisque for making him stress about covering his medical bills? I don't after think he what is what he did to people? I don't all think he people. is
1: that's what I'm trying to tell you, is I don't think he is. I think this is another scam.
0: To get money from her?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's worried about it at all.
0: But they maybe the hospital won't let him leave until he
1: pays his bill. He's then- arrested <laughs> by the international police. He's leaving there come whatever. I think that this is his way. Honestly, what I think he was trying to do was to get money so that he could make a quick getaway. I think he was telling her it was the bill, but I don't think it had anything to do with that's the bill. A, I think that. He had that, no that, intention of paying that. Yeah, that. That makes sense. He had 30 million in bills racked up in the United States. You think he's really worried about paying this Italian medical bill?
0: I don't know what the Italian hospitals are like. Maybe they put someone outside your door until you pay. Except they have universal health care if you're a citizen.
1: That's kind of what I was going to say. But I was all but no. absolutely. So here's the problem, too, is that she didn't say she paid the hospital. She gave him twelve thousand dollars, not the hospital.
0: Right No. she gives him twelve thousand dollars. Because she's still in love with him, and love makes us stupid. And the reporter says, did he pay you back? And she says, it's a joke? No, 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 no. Yeah. Of course not. She's hilarious. Yeah, and of course he didn't pay her back. No. Michelle, meanwhile, in America, gets a call from America's Most Wanted saying, we've got him. So she's super relieved. Ken, in his fedora, is thrilled. He calls Phyllis's sister. She's thrilled. So is her Maltese who gets a close-up shot.
1: Beautiful. Is boy. that a Maltese?
0: Yeah, it looked just like Griffy. Whose dog? The sister. Phyllis's sister.
1: I Kayla's... did not get that puppy. I got two other puppies, but not that one. I had a puppy watch going. Yeah, it had a pink bow in its hair. Apologies. I'm very sad I missed that one. Is one I would have liked to see.
0: Yeah. Kayla's mom, Valerie, said she wants to face him in court, but we all know what she really wants to do is shove hot pokers up into his sinuses. And I say, go for it for real. Mark is sent back to the U.S., but he cuts a deal for only four years in prison, which is sickening. Ken Allen says, I can't say what I thought on TV about none of us.
1: None of us can.
0: Yeah, we host a non-explicit podcast. Otherwise, we would be saying it. So thank goodness the judge says, no, it's not okay, And he vetoes the deal. That he was offered, which throw that judge a parade.
1: Well, also, apparently Michelle had written that judge a a long letter, Good by the way, and said, just so you know, he's calling it club fed. He's going to call that club fed because you're going to send him to a white collar prison. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he'll make jokes about that. He knows what that is. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very smart of her Mm -hmm. to reach out to the judge. Good. Good job.
0: Mark goes on civil trial for the civil case first. Ken gets to depose him and he's so excited, but unfortunately, Mark is a cocky SOB and pleads the fifth on everything and doesn't seem to be bothered by it. And Ken said he wanted to strangle him. Phyllis, however, gets to speak from the grave through videos, from beyond the grave, through videos of her testimony that Ken with the fedora filmed before she passed away. And it's very touching and brave and I'm sure made a big impact on people.
1: So, so glad that Ken did that. Ken is awesome. really important.
0: So, and Ken also promised her, I will take care of your daughter as if she's my own after you're gone.
1: I really hope Ken's on the up and up.
0: I hope so. I really hope so, too. Again, the fedora threw me. Sorry,
1: it's hard. You hear personal injury attorney. And he has a billboard. Billboards, multiple billboards. Yeah. It's rough. You kind of are like, oh, are you shady? I don't know. I don't know. But you seem like you're not.
0: Maybe he was shady, but then he got touched personally by this wonderful family and he turned over a new leaf and tried to fight for them. Like Keanu Reeves is a baseball player who is went to jail and now his the judge says you have to coach this baseball team of inner city kids and what what movie is that I don't know I think I'm combining a couple movies and he like turns over a new leaf because he's touched by these kids and then he actually becomes a good guy hopefully so maybe Ken this is your Mighty Ducks slash movie
1: Field of Dreams I don't know what movie no you're that's talking about. not
0: Field of Dreams
1: Bad News Bears
0: no. I'm talking about Mighty Ducks and then a baseball movie with Keanu Reeves.
1: I've never seen a baseball movie with Keanu Reeves and I've never seen Mighty Ducks. So this analogy is lost on me, but I know our listeners will get it. Well, that's
0: why you don't appreciate Joshua Jackson. Yeah, that's
1: it. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate him fine. We've been through this. He's appreciated.
0: Phyllis's family is awarded $13 million, which is incredible. And it's not even about the money for them. They just wanted to feel validated that they were wronged and that they were
1: right in the fact that they felt like they were wronged. And that's how much everyone felt like they were owed. And I was like, that's totally understandable.
0: Yeah. But there's always a but. Indiana caps medical malpractice compensation to about one million dollars. Sure. But Ken with the fedora isn't done yet.
1: Mm -hmm. So he
0: steps in, throws a big fit and starts to negotiate, drives the board crazy until they agree to give the family a lot. It's an undisclosed amount. We don't know. But he said, I promised Phyllis's daughter Phyllis that I would fight for his her daughter like she was my own. And I did. and, And he got them. Enough money to be good. I like that. Yeah. Now in the criminal trial, Mark realizes I'm not as charming as everyone thinks that I am. Maybe I should plead guilty. (laughs) So he pleads guilty to all 22 counts of fraud and he gives a speech in court. He apologizes to basically everyone in the world He apologizes to his mentors, his teachers, his patients, his family, the judge, Barack Obama, the guy who played Alf in the 80s on TV. So he apologized to everyone except Michelle. She's like, I didn't hear hear my name. That's weird. But okay. you do you, boo. I'm thriving. It's fine.
1: You don't need that apology. I don't need it. You don't need his empty words, Michelle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's like, he is living in some fantasy world where maybe I'm responsible for some of his downfall and that's fine for him. That's a very sad reality that he has and it's okay. Right. Whatever. So she feels very proud of herself and empowered. She feels like she set up the ball and that Monica spiked it.
1: That was a cool sports analogy. Yeah. I like that. And she loves that.
0: that... In all of his cockiness and arrogance that all of these women took him down, plus Ken.
1: And he did not have a high opinion of women, according to the article that I read. He wanted her... He couldn't understand when she was going for her master's.
0: Yeah, like why? He
1: basically was, like, focused on, like, why aren't you wearing sexy outfits and spending all day getting ready for me to come home? Monster. Yeah,
0: yeah. But sadly... It's not a happy ending.
1: It's really not. I Okay, here's where the fire and the fury.
0: Yeah, he only gets 7 years in prison. Plant some weed on him, he'll go for double.
1: I want if I want to be a dragon so I can scorch the earth. I am furious at the What is this ruling? I d- it's unbelievable. What are these judges cuz this is
0: what There are so little repercussions for people who commit these white collar crimes because they act like they don't have victims. They have victims. You're bankrupting people. You're causing people to potentially die from repercussions of surgeries they didn't need. You're there are these are people's lives. It's unbelievable. Valerie, mom, Valerie, mama bear is so upset. I can't even I'm with you, Valerie. Also, I, I mean, he's doesn't really have any money at this point. But it doesn't matter because all of the money goes, comes out of a compensation fund. So it's not even like his personal money that he has to pay towards the victims. So it's the whole thing's BS. Now, get ready to get mad if you aren't already mad. And if you're not already mad, why aren't you already mad?
1: That we didn't do our job.
0: We did not do a good enough job. He serves less than five years. I don't have anything to throw. Now, Now, He is, Mark is online talking about cryptocurrencies and he started a marketing business. And then we get to the infamous stretching footage. He is on some grass at a beach, stretching with his new family, his beautiful new family, his new wife and kids, because he's living his best life out there. And he is doing yoga Oh, and but is what
1: are they in? What are him and his wife and his child in on the beach? A little tent. A, a flipping tent. Yeah. He hasn't spent enough time in a tent. He loves a tent. That means that he wasn't even traumatized in the Alps. That means that that wasn't traumatic at all. If he's able to go back in a tent, that didn't affect him. S- sitting out there getting frostbite, starving. Still a different no. kind but of tent. If you had a. Okay. okay.
0: I do not think he had a traumatic. Although he did kind of say to Monica, he was having a hard, hard time in the mountains.
1: It doesn't faze him because he's a sociopath is the thing that I'm trying to say. Nothing like he's he thinks he's immortal.
0: Yeah. And he is in very good shape. He does yoga. And now he has rebranded himself. Still a doctor. He's now the yoga doc.
1: Please tell me you wrote down stuff from this website because I couldn't.
0: He says on his website.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Oh my God, I can't. I can't.
0: My superpower. I need alcohol. He says, "My superpower is breaking down complex transformations through ridiculous simple steps that anyone can do. I was a flabby, rotund non-athlete with a belly and I was literally afraid of my own reflection."
1: Man, don't use thesaurus if you don't know. Don't put rotund in there. If you use flabby and rotund in the same sentence, you just sound like a flippin' idiot. <laughs> That's, you know.
0: Uh, he's also saying that he has body image issues, which is sad, but I would be much more concerned with the fact that you are missing a soul than the fact that you have love handles. You might want to look into that. Yeah. He says... I can turn you from a nerd into a ninja,
1: from a zero
0: to a superhero, from a bozo to a badass. Okay, Boomer, who says bozo?
1: I'm just going to show you my notes real quick. Can you read what's in the large letters? It says in pink, yoga doctor F that effery. Can you read it? F that effery. Effery, spelled out with E F F S. This website I found so offensive. (laughs) repugnant to use a thesaurus term and idiotic yeah
0: it's very flashy and very no substance gross it's very he has a lot of videos of him working out and then he says on the website people work out for two reasons and if you're thinking it's to feel great and be healthy and it's to meet hot chicks and look good naked Period. Full stop. Done. So Rob Stafford, our host of the week, tries to sign up for yoga classes, but he can't because the website is down. So we don't even know at this point if it's actually taking clients.
1: And that's when I realized that Rob Stafford was our friend because he seemed genuinely bummed that he couldn't. He's like, I don't know what's going on. It won't take our money. And I was (laughs) like, I'm glad you tried to sign up. I'm yeah. glad you tried to like get the plan or get the most expensive class because the courses are two hundred dollars
0: for some of them. Two hundred dollars for a downloadable course. Yeah.
1: From this bozo using yeah. his term. <laughs> yes. He's a bozo. You guys, he's not like it's not like someone you'd see and be like, I want to look like that. I no. would not look at Mark Weinberger and be like, he's quite a, a specimen of a man. <laughs> This is not, do you know what I'm saying? He's not that guy. He's not the rock. But
0: Katie, he used to be flabby and rotund.
1: I I mean, I don't know. Like, he looks like a normal guy that like is a little like, he's fine. He's fine.
0: No, I mean, I think he's in good shape for a middle-aged man. I think he's in good shape. He's okay. But not that I would be like, oh, I need to have him train
1: me. Yeah, I want to be cut like that.
0: But there is a video of him doing kind of a toe touch. And then he puts his hands down on the ground and then he leaps into a crouch and then it turns into a handstand all in one kind of move.
1: How many takes do you think he did? How much do you think he was yelling at his poor wife holding the camera?
0: It's a good point. It's a good point.
1: I don't know. May I know. remind you of Michael Scott? Catch you guys on the flippity flip. And he throws the paper <laughs> thing and he just needs to make it like the three, what is it? It's the three throw shot or whatever and then finally makes it like only I feel has, like it was 30 takes 30 takes without a wobble to get into that move <laughs> he's a bozo
0: he's he, it's it's more the language and the flashiness of it the fact that his the clientele that he is looking to get are douchebags
1: Here's the problem, too. He's looking
0: for douchebags and he's speaking their language.
1: And for anyone out there that's ever created a Squarespace site for your wedding or for whatever, you've needed a website for something. So you went on Squarespace and you see all the themes. He very clearly used the serenity theme because it's all in like light blue and teal (laughs) and whatever. So he used these like calming yoga colors with this gross chauvinistic language. Yeah. So it doesn't. I would have rather him had it all with like red and black and like fire flames coming up. Doctor Yoga with like. It
0: might as well have said, "Do you want to grunt loudly at the gym while sexually harassing the girls in sports bras? Then I'm the guy for you."
1: Yeah. Are you looking to get some serious pee? Yeah. I'm your doctor. P word. (laughs) He's nasty. He's bad. They show
0: the video and the website to Phyllis's family and to Kayla and mom, Valerie. And they are all appropriately disgusted by the content of his website and how he's out there doing yoga on the beach, talking about banging hot chicks. Meanwhile, Monica, she's living her best life. She has a rock band. She's amazing.
1: Like a hard rock band.
0: Go, Monica. She's cool. Kayla, the eight-year-old, has now graduated from medical school, and she did it not to spite him, but in honor of all the doctors that did save her life after he failed her. So amazing. Phyllis's daughter was able to save the family home. She went to college. She does a lot of charity work. She's doing amazing. And Michelle is a psychologist, and she said, I'm a doctor of my own right now, and I take my patients very seriously so basically all these women he couldn't keep them down he tried but he couldn't but my question is where is Suzette we don't know did she get hired at another clinic was anyone complicit what about the nurses who said he doesn't talk to patients after surgery maybe Suzette was that Suzette Yeah, kind of, Kimberly. I'm worried that you were very pro-Suzette. I didn't put a lot of thought into my pro-Suzette-ness.
1: She didn't speak ill of him. She was one of the only people that didn't. And I was, so I'm just, I'm surprised that you would cling to her like the life raft in a sea of, I don't know. I need
0: someone to speak out who was at that clinic. Maybe they speak in silhouette or partial shadow and tell us more about what people knew and when. How were there not other complaints? He wasn't actually helping people's sinuses. He was like doing fake stuff.
1: There were. This was not a very long period. When did the clinic open? 2001. And then this is this all started happening in 2004. Four. Yeah. So like three three and a half years. It's just not that long. It's also not that easy to sue a doctor. It's not like people have like money to hire a lawyer to sue. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they have a lot of doctors that will do this stuff on contingency.
0: Malpractice lawyers. Lawyers,
1: yeah, yeah, that will do it. Like, right, if you get a settlement, they get paid. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But maybe he was good at pushing people off and then it was just he couldn't push people off anymore and it was too many coming to a head all at once, coming to a nose all at once. Coming to a nose on a head. Nose on your face. It's as blind as the nose on your face. It's as plain as the (laughs) Anne on nose's face.
1: If you're not watching Arrested Development yet, Do yourself a favor. Watch it. But watch this episode first. But prepare to be furious and maybe throw pens across the room because it's not. This episode made me really angry that that sentence was not right. No, none of it was right. I don't like seeing him out with another blonde woman who he's probably not very nice to. He used to, like, get really mad at Michelle about, like, not performing in the bedroom to his with enough enthusiasm
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: He's a monster monster. Okay, here's what really got me is and I probably shouldn't have read the article because it made me like triply mad. He used to make. Oh, here's the thing I know about the office. He used to make comments to the nurses about how you shouldn't eat that or you'll get fat. (gasps) Do I need to say anything else? I feel like I don't need to say anything. You don't need to say anything else. That's enough. So that says your friend is not on my good list.
0: (gasps) She was mentally abused by him.
1: Okay. why are you defending her?
0: I don't know. Okay. But more importantly, poor Michelle,
1: poor Ivory, poor every female he ever came in contact with, because he very clearly thought lesser of women.
0: Do we think because of this dateline that maybe there will be some social justice in that any businesses he will try to start will now fail? I
1: think he's about to catch some fire.
0: That's what I'm wondering.
1: He has a lot of family money.
0: Yeah. So he can rely on that.
1: And I'm thinking the reason that his sentences look the way they did was because of an unbelievably expensive and unbelievably good defense attorney. Amazing. It's sad.
0: And the family money is from Kugel. What is it from? No.
1: I'm going to tell you right now. I have the article. Mark Weinberger is one of three boys born to Fred and Fanny. I like Fanny. I do too. I was sad. Fred and Fanny sound cute. Weinberger. He was the middle child. Which comes into you're like, oh, OK, blah, 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 blah. family had quite a unique claim to fame. What do you think I am? Chopped liver? They were. They were the kings and queens of chopped liver. Thanks to a recipe created by Mark Weinberger's grandmother, Sylvia, with the, what the New York Times called in her 1995 obituary, a sprinkling of a, of a matzah meal, a pinch of salt and a dollop of schmaltzmanship. That story began when she made chopped liver for a luncheonette she and her husband opened in 1944 in the Bronx. People liked the chopped liver. She put it in Bronx supermarkets, sideline that ultimately transformed into a $2 million a year packaged food business known as Mrs. Weinberger's Food Products. It was, oh, Weinberg's Food Products. Name was shortened because it would not fit on the blah, blah, blah. Chop liver, uh, chop liver, still lingers, having earned mentions in exhibitions at the American Jewish Historical Society and the National American and the National Museum of American Jewish History.
0: Wait, so she created chop liver?
1: She created this recipe, and then created a frozen food of it. No, that's. It. I'll pass on that. Do you like chop liver? Have you ever had it before you became a vegetarian? No, I've never had it. I don't know if I've ever had it either. The only thing I know of it is Bobby Hill. He got gout. So, <laughs> it's not good. But s- then Oregon it talks a little bit. You They're basically like this, you know, Westchester County, New York family. I don't know. It doesn't talk a lot about the parents. There's definitely competition between the brothers. And he had that middle Jan syndrome, Yeah, which doesn't always happen. I've known plenty of middle children. But when it does strike, it can be sociopath producing mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. can really make people awful. George, George Glass, George George Weinberger. so are we ready for b-roll is the time yeah yeah unless
0: we want to do a dedication
1: let's do a dedication who are you dedicating
0: this episode is dedicated to jamie
1: our patreon
0: from texas y'all
1: texas y'all don't be mad because we were so angry or i was real angry in this episode i still love you jamie and i can't do a texas accent
0: everything is bigger in texas and that means Patreons are even more generous in Texas. That my accent is poor to fair. Better than mine. I'm unimpressed with my horrible accent right now, Jamie. You deserve so much better.
1: We really would like to come to Texas at some point.
0: I want to try that taco place. Taco Yeah, Buendo. That's
1: on the list. That's on the li- I haven't forgotten. Yeah, yeah that's on taco the Taco Bueno.
0: Tell us all about it. We'll come see you, Jamie. Thank you so much for being a Patreon. We really, really, really appreciate your patronage.
1: Yes, we do. We appreciate you and all of our Patreons. And if you'd like to join our Patreon after listening to this fabulous episode (laughs) where no one was angry or shouting, then you can check us out at Date Dateline. And we do all sorts of fun extra stuff and give you an extra episode each month at our $5 level. So check us out.
0: Yeah. If you're looking for a great charity this month, we know of an awesome one. Our friend Laura from the Fall Line has been helping us out with some tech stuff. She helped us find Crowdcast, and she's always sweet to us on Twitter. They're promoting a nonprofit that the dad of Brianna Maitland, who's a missing girl, he started. And what it does, it kind of goes in hand with this episode, is it helps the families of missing people get PI work for free. So it funds private investigators, and they volunteer their work as well, working with this organization. So like the Millbrook twins, who the Fall Line has focused a lot on, and a bunch of other families have already gotten private investigator services to work on their families' cases for free because they can't afford them. It's so cool.
1: That's fantastic. Okay, let, we'll put a link in our description and we'll put a link on our Instagram post about this episode. Definitely check it out. That's incredible.
0: Oh, you can also set them as your Amazon smile. So like when you go on Amazon, it automatically like makes a donation and you don't even have to do anything. Yeah. It's called Private Investigations for the Missing.
1: Private Investigations for the Missing. Okay, definitely check that out, you guys.
0: Yeah, isn't that a cool charity idea? <laughs>
1: Super worthwhile. How it's great. It's so worthwhile. Fantastic. Love sometimes
0: it. the... Police are like, think it's a cold case and a private investigator can come in and help and do some good work, but they Sometimes can't it. Sometimes that's
1: all it takes. Uh-huh. No. So to get the
0: ball rolling again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to get some, even some public awareness and interest. So yeah, it's really good. I like it. Okay. B-roll. So just so much beautiful footage of, what's it called? Court Mayer? Court Meyer. Yeah. Gorgeous, right? So beautiful.
0: But all over the world, we got footage. We got a yeah. pyramid.
1: We got it's like I know. oh there
0: are the pyramids. What's what's happening? Did he just go everywhere?
1: We gotta go some places.
0: He was on a worldwide trip around the hundred around the world in eighty days.
1: Hundred and eighty days. I mean I guess if you're flush with cash, you can do that, I guess. We
0: saw the captain doing boat things. Jelly like, he was flipping knobs and things like that.
1: Never mad at a boat at a boat, vehicle. yeah.
0: There is footage of Michelle from the earlier dateline and she's lying. On she's a,
1: on a chaise. She's
0: on a chaise. I,
1: okay, she gets good beat roll because she gets in the water at the ocean, which is great. No shoes on the water. She gets walking around town with her beautiful dog with a pretty dress on. And then she gets on a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then she gets chaise lounge flipping through a magazine.
0: Uh huh. She also gets to stop and smell the flowers. She literally stops. As she's walking, stops, smells the flowers.
1: Complete outfit changes every time. Loved it. Love a girl with outfit changes. Made me happy. And
0: Phyllis's daughter, or maybe her sister, does a Folgers moment. Classic Folgers moment.
1: Looking out the window with the coffee. She did. The the daughter does. Yes, Sean.
0: And Monica is on her computer, her laptop, with a funky laptop cover, which I liked.
1: Yeah, her... Her laptop cover looked like it her actual computer. Was that just a cover? I
0: think it was just a cover. Do you make laptops that look like that?
1: I don't know. I thought it was really cool though. It
0: looked like the intro to Saved by the Bell.
1: Yeah, it was like geometric shapes and lines from the 80s. And then Kayla playing guitar. That was fun. I don't know if I've seen a guitar before. And then we get footage of the wedding of Michelle and Mark's extravagant Italian wedding. Yeah. Where he is not wearing a yarmulke. It's plain. Maybe he took it off. This is after when they were walking in the streets. Do you not wear it the whole time?
0: It depends how religious
1: you are. Just surprised me because I was actually wondering if he was Jewish. And I was like, oh, well, we'll see wedding footage. I'll look and see if he's wearing a yarmulke. And then I didn't see one in any of the wedding footage.
0: His name is Weinberger.
1: I try not to assume, Kimberly.
0: You can assume. <laughs> if it's trying. Weinberger, go ahead and assume. I give if you it permission. Was, didn't okay.
1: get it. Couldn't get And I didn't want to assume. So I let it be. But I thought that was weird. But she looks stunning. Michelle looked so I don't normally like the poofy dresses, but she looked so pretty at that Italian wedding. Yeah, she's wearing almost a blue tinted Cinderella kind of dress. Kind of. Yeah. With like spaghetti straps. But
0: very light blue. Very almost like
1: you couldn't even tell maybe it was blue or white. And just really good hair and makeup. Just That's going to age well, I feel like. You're going to look at the pictures and be like, oh, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Don't go for crazy trends, people. Or do. Or do whatever you want. fully
1: for it. Don't listen to me. Because nothing I love more than an 80s Princess Diana dress with the high neck and the puff sleeves and the big train. Yeah. Also, Mark is wearing, I was really looking for Mark to be like a gross dresser. I only really had one huge offense, which was this silk shirt. I don't know where he was wearing it, but it was in the infrared footage. We get this weird infrared footage of him with like a night vision. You know what I'm talking about? It's him in green. Like, he's, oh, I don't remember that. Oh, they showed it a few times, but he's wearing a silk shirt in one that's kind of like tight. And I was, I just don't like a silk.
0: He reminds me of that doctor in the pink outside of the Olive Garden who was hiring a hit. That guy was a douchey doctor.
1: Absolutely. And then there was Buzz Buzz. Bizzinger, who was like somebody we meet at the very beginning did you see what he had on we get b-roll of him walking through the streets in court of hair and he has on this little like black blazer and jeans and these like calf high boots these little oh, black boots i like it i was very much reminded of Michele, who who is someone that kimberly and i our friend used to date him and he would wear like these black boots all over in the dead of summer and he was german and it was very funny combat boots with shorts yeah it was the beach everywhere didn't have any other shoes those were his shoes yeah puppy watch michelle's big white dog yeah and daughter sean had a black lab little black lab i only saw the maltese oh okay you were maltese focused it was really cute and it got a close-up i can't They
0: did a close up on the dog's face. So I had to see him in the
1: silk shirt, which you missed, but I missed the cute dog. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. It's unfair all around. It's really not
0: right. You're really the victim here.
1: I'm really not, but I'm angry for them. (laughs) All right.
0: Do you have any titles? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Do you? They're not good. They're really bad, actually. They're just like offensively bad.
1: Well, they're so go.
0: dumb. They're offensive. Some bad. of
1: mine aren't good. Are they like offensive period or just? No. OK. No. What about Lieberger? Uh, <laughs> there okay. you go. That's bad. OK. Go ahead.
0: Fight for your right to drain sinuses. hmm. The phony bozo. Because last week was the phony Rockefeller. There well, we go. It doesn't really make sense. I should have said the phony doctor. Great doctor. He's snot.
1: <laughs> That's good. Come on. <laughs>
0: That's all I got. That's all I snot.
1: I like it. I was trying
0: to get somewhere with booger. I couldn't get anywhere with booger.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised. I'd forgotten about boogers until this moment.
0: (laughs) If you were me, you could never forget.
1: It's a part of your
0: everyday life.
1: It's not right. I have in the shadows of Mont Blanc, I have someone else's problem and polyps. I don't. That was terrible. Yeah, I
0: tried polyps, too.
1: It's not. I tried
0: something with pull-ups and polyps. But if he if he had been doing pull ups more at the beach, but mostly he was doing yoga.
1: We couldn't get anywhere with yoga. I didn't really try. Okay.
0: Nama, stay away from me.
1: There we go. No, Nama, stay away from Dr. Weinberger. Stay away from my sinuses. Yeah. Stay away from my nose. And then my only really good one was nobody knows Mm -hmm. the real Mark Weinberger. Great. That was the only good one I had. I love it. Everything else was garbage. I love it. Were people yelling about this episode as much as I was and were they upset? I was very
0: disappointed with Twitter, to be perfectly honest. So I did not do Twitter. And it was mostly because there were some not nice comments about someone in this episode. And I'm not going to mention whom. And it's just sad that we have a man who defrauded a bunch of people and almost killed other people. And you guys were picking apart the women in this episode one in particular, and it was not cool. I think they just weren't sure about something. And so instead of just maybe asking or assuming or saying it doesn't matter, they were just um, making a lot of jokes about it. But there were a lot of people who were saying, hey, that's not cool. So because we can all do better.
1: Don't I know it.
0: Don't I know it.
1: Yeah. We don't all do better every day. And even if one mistake doesn't mean you can't do better. Exactly. The next time, so that should be a good note to go out on. Don't defraud people.
0: Don't Uh be mean
1: on the internet. (laughs) There you go.
0: Although it's still Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, it is. That's right. And we've all struggled. I've struggled.
1: This has been a hard go, folks.
0: Yeah. Well, I've struggled since I was a child, but I've especially struggled (laughs) in this past. A couple of years
1: but even people that didn't struggle before maybe are struggling
0: now are struggling exactly now. yeah exactly so reach out to each other and take care of each other and check in ask for help all of those things
1: yeah don't be afraid to ask for help
0: no and I think that's all be gentle with yourself and yeah be kind. and
1: be gentle with your nose Be
0: blow it be gently so part careful. of my problem is I used to get so My allergies are so bad. When we moved to California, I got obsessive nosebleeds where I oh. always had to go to the school nurse. I was that kid who was constantly at the that school kid. nurse with a nosebleed. It's that better was than being me. the crier. Uh, that's true. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. I
0: had multiple sinus infections and strep throat in the first few years that we were here, like six, seven times, like in the first two years. So I was always sick and I had to learn how to blow my nose gently so I didn't cause another nosebleed okay so don't fraud people the most important thing that you can do this month on top of everything we've already mentioned is go to social media look for a poll that says did you smash cake into your spouse's face at the wedding and are you still married because society needs to know the (laughs) answers to
1: this (laughs) these questions have to be answered. Send it to your friends. Find out. Yeah. And maybe we should also define what smashing, like, is it a cute, like, frosting tip on the nose with the finger or, like, a smash into the face?
0: That's interesting. There, I might put different grades. I think
1: you're going to have to do different grades. I think you're going to have to be playful touch on the finger, full-on funny smash.
0: Also, there's the couples that pretend to smash, but instead, like they're like they're playing, like they're pretending, they're putting the icing, but they're kind of doing a Mickey, don't you do it?
1: Don't make me do it. Don't
0: yeah. make me do it. But then, and they end up not doing it. So it's like a a dance, if you will, a pas de deux of cake and face.
1: And with that, we're gonna leave you because I can't. <laughs> so good i'm gonna
0: come up with a spreadsheet or something and you guys can enter your responses i'll figure out the best way to track it if anyone is good with analytics
1: yeah if you have an analytics degree, let us know also why are you listening to this show but that's fine don't worry about it
0: it's fine bye
1: everybody (laughs)